0: you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you it. There's no shortcuts to the glory. moment, that that you have been waiting for, that heaven is about to release upon this congregation this morning. What a presence of God is in this house today. We are honored and humbled today to have Bishop Rick Gonzalez and his beautiful wife with us this morning. No stranger here, I want you to open your heart and the word of the Lord. Would you give them a great big Frankfurt welcome as he comes to minister today. We love you, Bishop. Clap your hands to the Lord. Do that unto the Lord. nothing taught to carry my own weight in the spirit but I sure love to mingle it with the weight of those like you venues like these where somebody's been paying the price and that kindredness that you're talking about my sister that connection that there together amen amen you can stand down please have a seat god bless you honored to be here this morning honored to be a part of this great conference most importantly tells us in Hebrews chapter 6, but I don't finish this morning, by the way, we'll finish tonight, and you know how that goes with me. In Hebrews chapter 6, the scripture says, therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on Let us go on unto perfection. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God and of the doctrine of baptisms and of laying on of hands and of resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. He is not discarding those truths. He's not discarding those very important foundational elements. He is simply saying, They've been the building blocks, but we cannot remain there. This is not where we live. They are a part of who we are, but that is not where we remain. We go on unto, he uses the word perfection. What that means is that there has to be some type of an expression that comes out of what we know. It has to be more than just the dissemination of information doctrinally from those of us who truly understand the apostolic identity. And then he says, and this will we do, if God permit. And so obviously, there is again the element of divine direction as he operates and flows through us. This season that the Lord is ushering us into, having left behind some very turbulent moments, and now entering into this season in particular, I will reiterate to you again that there will be more storms, but we are going to be in a different position now to navigate them. We are going to be in a season of transitioning into places we've never been. The words that Joshua heard from the Lord when, My wife quoted him saying, sanctify yourselves for tomorrow. What the Lord had said prior to that was, prepare the people because you're about to go where you've never been. We're about to cross over to places we've never touched before. Is anybody ready to cross over to that dimension? I am excited to tell you that the door has been opened For Christian Life Church, uh, you have shaken the foundations of hell, and now the fear that I discern is coming from the enemy camp, because when the enemy realizes that God's people are now walking in a new revelation, it moves up the ranks, and it creates and stirs a fear, and so prepare, we're going where we've never been this year, will be reserved especially for those who will cultivate and continue to remain hungry, who will allow the hunger that brought him here, brought them here to continue to drive them and push them forward to the places that God has determined for them. The conquests, the defining moments that the Lord has determined for them. This will not be a season for those who will try somehow to just grab on to the momentum of others. No, we're at a place where it's all hands on deck. How many are hearing what the Spirit is saying? It's all hands on deck. From the youngest to the oldest, it's all hands on deck. It won't work if you just try to flow with the current that somebody else or the momentum that somebody else is carrying get your own, I promise you, you'll enjoy it a whole lot more, and it'll be yours. You will own it. And so those who reach, as we cross that threshold, I'm not going to lie to you, we're going to be stretched like we've never been stretched. We're going to be stretched beyond what we thought was our limits, and yet we're going to find, here's the word that keeps coming to me, double portion double portion, something is going to happen as we reach and as he stretches us beyond what we thought was all that we could be to these places. And really, it excites me to consider the possibilities. I have never been where I'm at. Not just me, and I'm venturing into that secret place for myself. But I can tell you this, as I stand here, I am looking at faces. Some things you've never seen. I am looking into the eyes of people that are gonna touch places in prayer that you've never touched. I am telling you right now, God is causing a revolution in the spirit. He is stirring some things. Your prayers are going to change. They're not gonna be the status quo prayers, they're not gonna be the regular prayers something is going to stir you out of that normal place into something supernatural. Somebody give God some praise. And as we take that position in heavenly places and as we realize now that tactically we are in a different place. As I said yesterday, God is systematic and God is very, very, very tactical. He is very strategic in what he does. But he also operates in seasons. But seasons are cycles of the move and the flow of the spirit that he's teaching us now to come into alignment with. How many understand uh, we're coming into alignment now with some things uh, that before we could not reconcile or see. But now there's revelation in the house. Now there's a clarity in some of your spirits, and some of you are getting it. You're not quite there yet, it's okay. Just keep reaching. Just keep stretching yourself. But there's a revelation about this alignment that's gonna cause you to walk in a different dimension. It's gonna cause you to walk in a whole different level of authority. It's going to cause you to understand uh, the meaning uh, of dominion. So now we're able to apply the things uh, that exercises and the things we learned as we walk in this new clarity and understanding. And as I've said many times before, I've preached it and I continue to preach it because it's important that you understand how prophetically, prophetically we are to truly walk, how it is that we can now walk with a revelation of what's coming and be ready to engage it fully armed and ready. We were never created to be caught by surprise. We were not created to be blindsided, not in God's economy. That's for the world That's for the sowing and reaping uh, of those that don't know him. God is elevating us. Uh, We are not victims in God's economy. God's people were never intended to lose. Are you listening? You were never intended uh, to just get beat up uh, and try to recover. You are not a survivor like people are trying to tell you. You are more than conquerors. and that revelation is part uh, of the next level of the transition uh, and the alteration uh, of our identity. Oftentimes, as apostolics, we live very chaotic lives. So much stuff is going on, caught in the fray. Family and friends and work and the economy and the politics and so many things and so many voices pulling at us and creating mindsets and causing us to rethink uh, our faith and reevaluate our faith and sometimes even modify our faith uh, and at at times even settle for less than we are entitled to by virtue of who we truly are. Me say this to you in this season that we're walking into. You are who God says you are. You are not who anybody else says. There's a hunger. Just this morning, my wife was mentioning to me: there's a hunger. People everywhere are gathering and reaching for more. They've come to understand that they cannot function in this world without divine providence. Those kids locked up in that college in Kentucky since Wednesday, they've refused to come out. They're still praying. What's happening? There's a revival in the religious and denominational world. There's a revival going on. People are coming out of the woodwork. Even those that are practicing witchcraft and black magic are starting to realize there is a God. Who is more powerful than the darkness that they serve? And you and I are being intersected to engage these people at the point of their need. Somebody give God praise. Oftentimes, we sit there in awe as we read the things that happened as the Spirit of God moved upon that earth that was without form and, and it was voided. There was chaos and darkness was there. But we failed to realize the prophetic implications of that. Because in that creative moment, in that moment of creation, when we look and we see the movement of God, we forget that God has not stopped moving, that his creative essence continues to flow and move, that God is still in essence creating, that God is still in essence moving and building his kingdom on earth, and so we cannot relegate what we read in Genesis to that moment Because he's the high and lofty one. And when he speaks, uh, because he inhabits eternity, his words impact uh, the past, uh, the present, uh, and the future. And so when the spirit of God moved uh, upon the face of the waters, he moved prophetically upon the face of all waters for all eternity. For the future to stir and to bring order to chaos in seasons and in times. He is systematic. He is strategic, Bishop. But he is also one who operates in seasons. Uh, And so we move on down the chapter as we see him speak light. uh, And he divides the light uh, from darkness. uh, And we get excited. We got daytime and nighttime. Oh, no. War happened up there. There was a lot of stuff that happened up there. So he was setting the tone for the rest of us. He was setting the tone for the day when the church would come into existence and be birthed in a particular season. And even the church would find application to that creative essence that was spoken. Those words, that DNA that was released, at creation. within us. Oh please don't 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 get lost here. Follow me. Preaching to you about a dimension of revelation that's going to transform us, because he's moving. He's been talking to me. I'm trying to convey to you. I'm hearing him. And sometimes, uh, yes, I look at him like a deer in the headlights. What did you just say to me? Uh, he said exactly what I said to you. My people have no idea of their potential, but I'm about to show them. My people have no idea how anointed they are, but I'm about to show them. My people. Don't understand the power I put within them, uh, but they're about to understand uh, because I'm taking them to that season. So, the normal application or understanding that we usually have as we read verses like. And God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night. Let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. And we don't understand how absolutely powerful and prophetic it is that he is setting the tone for defining moments civilization, throughout history, throughout the history specifically of his people where he has in heaven's calendar which has nothing to do with ours. Heaven's timing which has nothing to do with ours. He in speaking these words then released divine appointments into the future sect with. Oh, they will happen, but we must be positioned to engage them. That's why some churches hear about something that happened somewhere else, and they wonder why it didn't happen for them. He meant it for everyone, but we were not in position, they were not aligned, they were not in alignment, are you listening, when we become one, oh, someday, help us God, to become one, but for now, the responsibility falls on us at this venue, we cannot answer for anybody else's anointing, or any other man's vision. But I'm here to tell you, you have a man of God that is driven to take you to the promised land. You have a, a first lady that, come on, church. You have leadership here. And so here is where we have to just do our due diligence. Uh, it was more than just the creative order more than just that creative design that we get so excited about uh, as God put together the earth and everything, and he spoke, and by saying one word, bird, every kind of plumage uh, rose up, and every kind of, uh, of phylum, and, and, and every kind of uh, thing came out of that whole biological thing that we look at uh, in the natural more than design, more than order. It's prophetic insight. Are you listening? It's prophetic insight into what belongs to our destiny. It's prophetic insight that speaks all the way to every step in our lives that he has so carefully and methodically established to be ordered by him in spite of the struggle he has to get you. And I to listen. Oh, we're walking. but Sometimes he has to trip us up a little bit to redirect the walk. Oh, let me order your steps in this season is what he's saying. But so what he gives us is a prophetic insight into the future of His future interaction with man, with you and I, with the church, with individuals. Are you listening? It's not too difficult, but it's powerful. It is profound. It's amazing to me. But this is who he is. He's already standing in my future. And he has already released uh, all of the elements that will become the catalyst for me To walk into my destiny and into my future. Right now, in this moment, uh, he's working. He's working at it for you as he's doing it for me individually and corporately. And somebody ought to give him praise because that's how revival is being orchestrated in the next season. So. divine design he released back then when he set in order the signs and the seasons. I want to help you understand the meaning of those words because they have much deeper, deeper revelation than you and I give them. Primary, as some have called them, primary spiritual events, places. Intervention, well, there will be a moment where his hand moves uh, in not necessarily in a comfortable way, but it will move uh, in such a productive way that we will not be able to resist. But now in this next season, because we've learned what we needed to learn about the fact that visitation sometimes looks like a pharaoh who afflicts us. That visitation is not all that causes us to dance and shout. But because we've learned that now, the next time the storm hits, we're not going to say, God, take away the storm. We're going to sit there like Paul did in the boat and watch as God transition us from being the prisoner into the prophetic anointing. Did you see what happened to Paul on that journey? with? When you rocked it and hit, uh, he started as a prisoner, but he ended up with the anointing of the prophet uh, and finally the apostles' anointing. Are you listening? Apostolic anointing. Uh, there's a transition in the storm. If you learned it in the last season, now you're going to live it in this season. Uh, are you listening to what the spirit is saying? Oh, he's taken out the chains uh, of indifference and of ignorance. Uh, as we fall and travel in this next season, we're going to begin to see we're no longer just Captives uh, to a storm. Uh, now we command uh, the storm. Uh, now the angel of the Lord uh, speaks. Uh, now we understand uh, that we are transitioning uh, into our prophetic calling, uh, into our prophetic anointing, uh, into our apostolic calling and anointing. Somebody give God praise. Bound by that, but when he spoke, then there are things that he commanded to simply be, and now they simply float in the spirit realm. Commands not yet finding their objective, finding their timing, and their intersection with you as an individual. God commanded, and as a matter of fact, I dare to say. Because he is God. That somewhere in that moment of creation when he set forth seasons and and times and and, and, and days and all of that. That somewhere mingled in with the language of the spirit of God was your name. he whispers it more than you realize because you are important to him and to the kingdom. Somewhere in that creative episode, that moment of creation as he released the prophetic essence into the future, he released defining moments specifically with experiences that he knew, that when you finally came to this place, you would be able to embrace them, and rather than ask him why, you simply would say, let me learn what I must Here, I see your hand, now I can see his hand where I could not before, I can now, dust in the fray and I can find a latent print that says God is all over this. Lift your hands right now. Some of you are starting to walk into that. This, this Even during the fast you started to have some stuff happen and you started to see some things in the spirit. We walk into that door right now in this next season. You're going to begin to see the the handprint of God, the fingerprint of God in some stuff that before you could not see. Some circumstances that you've been living in for so long that you accepted now are, come on, keep your hands lifted up and listen. I'm prophesying to you. Some circumstances that you have been living in and just accepted as part of the journey now are going to start to turn and evolve. Now they're going to start to have a meaning that they never had before as revelation comes to you. And now it's it's not just the natural thing uh, that you live with every day. Now it's the catalyst uh, to propel you, to thrust you, to cause you to want to press more toward the mark. What would happen if you would say, nothing will stop me. And now I see what I could not see before. I am not going to just accept the circumstance. I am going to let it carry me to my destiny. I'm going to let it be the ship. <laughs> Now I see it through the eye of the Spirit of God. Come on, worship him. Worship him. Uh, So they float in time and space until God releases the order. And all of a sudden they become stamped. Experience a primary event as you begin to be engaged with what will become the catalyst for you to embrace a fresh anointing, a double portion where you will now see that the thing that before was an inconvenience has now become the opportunity of a lifetime for you to allow God to find expression through your life in a way he's never been now when you open your mouth you realize he's speaking through me they're not my words anymore they are his and when you pray now it's not anymore in your language now the spirit groans through you with groanings that cannot be And all of a sudden, when you lay hands on people, the Spirit speaks through you. God is literally speaking through you. And you are commanding the storms in other people's lives. You are commanding the direction through the anointing, what they could not accomplish because they don't know him. Now they're going to know that there is a God that lives inside of you. And he is taking you and showing them. Come on, somebody praise him. This is powerful. I know it's a little deep, but it's powerful. This is what belongs to our destiny. Watch this. verses I read is the word "yom," that word means indefinite periods eras of time this is the Hebrew marked by specific characteristics that distinguish between two sides and the Holy Ghost spoke to me and said A magnified way so that they'll be able to discern the origin of everything they see in the spirit. And they'll be able to know and understand what is the work of my hands versus what's the work of the human spirit. What's the work of my hands? And what's the work of the enemy who sometimes transforms himself into an angel of light, but he's false. It's not the truth. It's a lie covered up in light that takes people captive. That's where we're going in this next season. We're going to operate in the four dimensions of the gift of his Discerning of spirits. So now we no longer look around and see seeming manifestations of the spirit. We don't have to validate them because we understand now that first we must discern their origin. And in so doing, we are able to work to bring clarity and revelation to those who are caught up. Listen. Listen, listen, listen. Don't go looking for moves of God outside of the name of Jesus. Do not validate a move of God or a perceived move of God just because it has miraculous attributes until you identify its source. If it's not Jesus' name. Oh, come on. Many come to me in that day. Say, Lord, Lord, didn't we do Miracles! Didn't we cast out devils? Didn't we prophesy in your name? And he said, depart from me, ye that work iniquity. I never knew you. Be careful. Be careful. God honors his word. He's bound to honor his word. He will not dishonor it. But if the foundation is not Jesus' name people are tying the miracles to a relationship that is not a saving relationship. If the foundation is not Acts 2.38, be careful because miracles don't save anybody. The truth saves people. This is where we're going. This is where we're going. We're going to show the world the true essence and what the true foundation of the miraculous needs to be. It's in the name of Jesus. It's in the blood of Jesus. Somebody give God praise in this house. Talking to me. Let me have my moment. I've been growing more when I'm preaching than when I'm praying. Sometimes. Uh. Come on, lift your hands with me. Yeah, that ain't is the meaning of day, as opposed to night, which are the periods that in the Hebrew is the word, which means the seasons of darkness and adversity. And so God, in this next season, will clearly mark those two dimensions so we know how to as much as we need to know how to engage darkness. Are you listening? For adventure, sometimes we come against. And here's what happens. When we don't sensitize ourselves to the flow, and we must continue to, that's why it's not enough to know that this is where we're going, but we have to maintain this. We have to maintain it. We need to continue to cultivate it. Whatever you've been doing, do some more of it. I'm not calling you to another long fast. I'm just saying, let it be a way of life with you so you stay fresh, so you stay on top of it, so you are always ready. Are you listening? You're sharp in the spirit. You're sharp. and You know. Because sometimes... spirit and that's a dangerous thing to do stay sharp stay sharp and he said this and let them be for signs and for scenes. is why this is so prophetic, marks, God put marks in the prophetic landscape of creation. He put marks or markers, by the way, you spelled my last name wrong. Of humanity. Marks, meaning symbols or signals, or in the Hebrew it says events that communicate supernatural activity. escape of mankind, remember, you got to look at it in context. He, he's operating in eternity. He's operating in eternity. We've passed the markers as human beings in our past, but he's still there. That's why sometimes we got to go back to those markers to reconcile them so we can move on. But remember this, understand where he is. He's in eternity, and he released, and he left these markers along the way where he has determined there to be the release of these symbols of these, these, these times of supernatural events where there are going to be miracles, activity, signs, and wonders from God. Spoke to me to tell you one of those markers is coming up. One of those co- markers is coming up. It has nothing to do with awakening conference. But awakening conference will be the launching pad. You pray that every preacher that takes this pulpit on this conference hears from God. Because has given them a responsibility to set the tone for the launching of this church into that next dimension and to engage those markers. In other words, now listen, we're going to do it corporately, but you as individuals need to understand now your landscape changes too because God has set markers with your name. For this, I want you to stand and lift your hands because I want you to engage this. And I want you to say, God, I will come into alignment. I will alter my spiritual position so that I can literally, in every way that I'm supposed to, spiritually intersect with that marker. You're going to walk into your place of work. You're going to be walking down the street. God is going to tell you to park the car He's going to tell you to wait. And there that solitary figure or that situation is going to rise up in your horizon. And God is going to remind you of this moment right now that I'm telling you, this is one of those markers. And now I'm anointing you to get out of your routine. I'm anointing you to get out of your schedule and step into my schedule and my season and my call and this marker. And I am going to leave there the evidence uh, that you and I have been there and that situation uh, will be left uh, as a testimony that the apostolic church uh, has been there and we're going to begin to leave the evidence uh, of those markers wherever we go. Lift your hands uh, and embrace your destiny. So for signs, markers, signals, events. Understand the meaning of divine disruption. You're going to have to say, "This is so unusual and so out of character with me." And God's going to say, "Yes," because now I'm trying to express my character through you. Now I'm trying to help you to walk in the Spirit. This is where we're going. This is where we're going. I don't have time to preach it this morning. I, I knew I wasn't going to. But this is where the paradigm shifts completely. And I'm going to talk to you about your new identity tonight. Be seated. I'm not done yet with this, though. as you can come. said, for signs and for seasons. The sign now transitions into, or the marker now transitions. They're not two separate things, but they work in conjunction one, the outgrowth of the other. This is how the Hebrew this is how the word persists. Holy oh, oh This is what I'm trying to convey it. I'm trying to talk to you. Listen. And so the markers transition to seasons. That's the word mohadeh in the Hebrew. And it means a divine appointment. Now the marker has become the appointment, the sign. Listening now becomes the epicenter. calls it a season that can be selective as to what we take responsibility for and what we don't. If there's a marker. It's your responsibility. And you must engage it until it becomes, transitions and becomes the appointment. I don't want to run the stop sign, if you please. I don't want to run the proverbial stop sign. This morning's part of the message. Seasons. Divine appointments so carefully orchestrated. He fills all space. He's omnipresent. not a voice or cry he does not hear be it from the lost or from the church are you listening and for everyone Bishop as you shared with us last night that testimony who has cried out God if you're eyes appointment, but so many have cried that, we missed the mark, we missed the appointment, and so in their mind, evidently God did not, but it was our responsibility to have met them, what happened, it was at one interpreted the marker maybe they just want money (laughs) maybe they (laughs) and so now the marker becomes an appointment this is where we're at this is where we're going there will be such clarity to you that you'll have no excuse sensitize yourself to it. I cannot tell you but I can start sharing time and time again what's been happening even just in the turn of this year as the Lord spoke to me about this season of multiplication and acceleration. And as he started to reveal to me these things about days and nights and signs and seasons, how prophetic they are. I can't wait for tomorrow. I can't wait for the next marker. And then the same word. The same word. is also the same word. God used in commanding the establishment of all the feasts of the Old Testament with their symbolism and with their markers and seasons. And now there's a whole new dimension of revelation because God has always spoken to us and because Jesus Christ is indeed to revelation is the revelation of Jesus Christ. It is God's self-revelation of the mighty God in Christ. The feasts now in signs and seasons celebrations are part of this journey from Passover of evil in this world. Now in typology, we see along this journey how that applies to the church. Are we not those who have been called to show this world the deliverance of Jesus Christ? And how that the removal of the influence of evil is a reality, a sanctification, a God doesn't waste time the first fruits comes into play as we understand that we must honor God let me tell some of you folks uh, please forgive me those of you that are robbing God with the first fruits of your increase your problem is not financial your problem is spiritual Down to the core of who you trust. And that's all I'm going to say. That's all I'll say about that. Honor the Lord. The Feast of Weeks. Oh, we're going to usher a Pentecost into every life that doesn't have a Pentecost. And we're going to continue to flow with the Feast of Trumpets. What's that? That's the call to war. We will engage every enemy that comes our way. We will be wise. But the rules of engagement come out of the feast of trumpets. It is the call to war. We are going to war so powerfully and so efficiently and so tactically and strategically. We will war as we pray. We will war as we fast. We will war with the word. We will be weaponized. I said we will be weaponized. Of course, we will celebrate the day of atonement as we watch these souls buried with him in baptism. Oh, get that baptistry full and warm. is the season that we're walking into. This is the season of multiplication and acceleration. This is the season, and we will always, always remember where we've been and what he's taken us through, and that's the Feast of Booths. Never forget where you came from, unless you judge somebody else's journey. open today. I have to stop here. but I've given you something from the Lord. Now I need you to assimilate it and reconcile it here at this altar.